Welcome to Living Deeply. My name is James. And I'm Lisa. Thank you for joining us tonight as we continue our conversation about this upside down world and the way to get through it. Stay with us. Tonight on Living Deeply, we will be discussing purging and labels. Stay with us. Thank you for staying with us. Before we left on the break, we were talking about how we're going to be talking about purging and labels. What do you want to start with? I want. I know you want to start with purging, and I'm down for that, but I want to start with labels because it's been on my mind. That's um, fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay. So... Labels in life. Labels in um, life. Not even, well, labels in all aspects of life. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to everything. Yes. And more, will. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Tangents Okay, labels. Fun. You're born. I'm a daughter. Uh, I'm a friend. I'm a, you know, lover. I'm a, you know, and it goes on and on throughout life. You're an employee. You're a wife. You're a, a mother. Did I say mother? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. You said daughter. So, yeah, mother yeah. is accurate. Okay, so everything um, we identify with, uh, it's great, and it, it's, it forms it... us, and it's part of us. Well, wait, but then I feel like, you know, as, as long as you're around, you're probably going to get stripped of your labels. And tonight I was stripped. <laughs> we, we just were talking about cooking, and I so enjoyed that last night um tonight i got stripped of my i'm a good cook label really I, I oh yeah i tried to make a dish and it was kind of a fail and that's fine i i know i'll make a comeback but um i just feel like anytime you identify with something there's a there's a chance that if you get stripped of it it'll throw you into like a downward spiral right you like know what I mean? like cause like and a it, negative reaction yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, you, if you over-identify with a, mm-hmm. a label um, and it's taken away, then what are you left with? What do you have? You have a void. And yeah, yeah. And so I've certainly learned that in my life. Um, and the thing is, is that even though that can happen and send us into sort of an identity crisis or you know <laughs> nervous breakdown, um, you're never really stripped of your labels. I know I'm still a good cook. I know that, you know, you know, all the labels that I just said that I am, I will always be, you know, my mom's gone, but I'm still her daughter. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of a, you know, a balance. You have to look at it and say, okay, identify, but don't over identify. See, and I feel like that that's fine for labels that you choose for yourself, if you understand what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. But what what I have issue with and what I take issue with, and it's going to get into our purging um, conversation later, uh, where I'll bring this up more. But what about the labels that they place on you at birth? Such as? Your name. 
your nationality, your family <laughs> history, your so you're really yeah thinking deeply, thinking yeah deeply. I, this has been um, this has actually been on my okay. mind for a couple weeks now because okay. when you're born you are automatically given a country of origin yes a city of origin a religious background a fet or a state background because the the state in which you're born in tracks you when you're born yeah okay um, which then gives you your country of origin, but it's still the state. And then not only that, but your belief, your, your, not your belief system, but your, what molds you, your, yeah. your influences, the influences in your life are automatically given to you at birth. You have no say in this. Okay. Okay. So my issue with that is what would we become if we weren't given these things at birth? What kind of beings would we evolve into throughout our throughout our lives? I have no clue because exactly. I've never thought of it like that. Exactly. However, I do think there is some freedom and fluidity for most people, um, you know, to experiment, you know, um, free will. Well, you right. You know, and, so you can change for, your name. But for you can some change your people, though. That's true. If there was, I talked over you. That's for some people. Because, like, you're right. For some people. You're right. Because you can, you can like, immigrate to another country mm-hmm. and then become a citizen of that country. Um, yeah, as you go through life, right. you, can you can change your name. And right. see what's right. up. But this, I tried to change my name once. Did you? Yeah, it didn't go well. No, because you're so um, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But, uh, yeah, I was sort of sick of my name, and I was a child, and some new people moved in next door, and I met the the kid, and I said, hey, my name's Lisa, um, but call me Anne. But call me Anne. My grandma's name is Annis, and we call her Anne. <laughs> well, that's my middle name. And throughout the day, he started to call me Annie. Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. And he got on my nerves so yep. badly for, like, so many reasons. And I finally like, looked at him and I said, my name is Lisa, not Annie. Which is kind of mean of me, crazy. But, yeah, that didn't work. So I have two names. My Okay, so to anybody who's outside of my family, my name is James. Mm-hmm. Okay, to anyone inside my family, my name is Trevor. Interesting. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. And I have a, I have a nickname. Do you? Which I will not divulge. Oh, of course not. Why? No, it's yours. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. The inner circle knows my nickname. And, uh, yeah, See, I like I, that. I find it funny because, like, I always know where I'm standing with people by the name that they use. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I do. It depends on. I do. It, it, so it shows me where I know them from, either from the outside world or the in, or my in, or my inner circle, like you said. Exactly. Um, which is kind of fun in a way. It's like I'm secret. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I just said. Yeah. Um, okay. So just sidebar. Mm-hmm. I can't stand being called ma'am, and I know it's a southern thing, so I get it. I know where you people are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being called ma'am. It makes me feel like, you know, like I'm 90 years old. Oh, see. Like school mom. And I know, I know, I know. It's respect. Um, 
Um, I love it when, like, <laughs> older people call me kid. Like, hey, kid, how you doing? You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> I think that's cute. I will tip the Starbucks barista extra when he calls me miss. Miss. Yeah, and that's probably my... Uh, insecurity about getting older. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, ma'am, I just don't like it. So can I tell you what I called my great grandma? Yeah. Mammy. So you had a mammy. Yeah. And I, I mamma. A, I have a mamma and a mamma and a mamma. I love it. Yeah. My okay. So my dad's mom wanted to be called Nana. And, and please, please try to get them on here with us. You know, you? I can honestly tell you what? that they probably wouldn't. Come on. Like, um... Let's just, like... Well, the reason for that is... Let's just rope them in. Well, you know, I thought about it. I, okay, so my sister, um, who's listened to a couple of the podcasts, and she really likes it. Um, she hey, says hey. She says that we have a problem staying on topic, though. Um, and, yeah. yeah, and and we know that. yeah, and we know that we know that. Um, so it's fine. We don't, care. we don't care. And that's what I told her. And she goes, "Oh, well, then it's great then." And I'm like, "Yeah, thank you. Like that's all. I, that's all I wanted to hear." No, you know, I'm she. Sorry, but no. She, listen, she's been in so many conversations with me that she knows exactly um, how I am when I when I start talking about something that I'm passionate about. Like she's yeah. just like, "Yeah, you jump from one thing to another." Ooh. Yeah. So, but back to labels. Hold on. I wanna. I want to make this point. <laughs> what if we... So, okay. My whole thing with it, I'm sorry, is that labels are in a way detrimental to conscious beings because when you label something, you've defined it. And if you've defined it, that means that's all it can be. It goes back to my... Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I don't feel like it's that limiting. I think that it's okay. I mean, I, I, you're allowed your but go ahead. opinion. I just... I know. Um, my whole thing with it is, is okay. All right, so I'm going to dive a little deep here for a second, but just bear with me because I'm sure... I'm, I, I promise you that it will make sense on the other side. Okay. Okay. So... In the tradition of alchemy and um, ritual um, magic, there is this thing where when you know the name of something, you can control it. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yes. Okay, so when we... That's like, okay, so Instagram just became a word in the dictionary. Webster's added it. To, okay. to the dictionary. Okay, so we've created what Instagram is by naming it. Now, we named it a long time ago. The people who came up with it named it. But by naming it, it's defined. Now it's defined. Actually, you can look it up in the dictionary, which means that Instagram can never be anything else than it is because that's the box that it's put itself in. Do you follow? Yeah. Okay. So when we label someone bipolar, we've locked them into that. 
when we label someone as being depressed, we lock them into it. Instead of just letting it being what it is, somebody who we label as bipolar actually just has really different states of being at different times. Mm-hmm. You see what Depending I mean? Depending upon who they're around. And exactly. The and the energy. Exactly. People who are depressed, it's the same thing. They've, they are existing in a different state of energy than they used to be, and we notice the difference. So therefore, we have to put a label on it. I agree. You see what I mean? When Yeah, I agree. When we could be so much more broad about it. Like and it brings well, Go ahead. I know you don't like the the talk of three D, four D, five D, fourteen D. But I'm just yeah. gonna say that if in three D somebody goes to a, a physician and they're labeled bipolar uh uh-huh. in five D or seven D they might be labeled a shaman. Right. Or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. From my personal perspective, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with letting people just sort of grow and be who they are and go where they want to. I mean, I agree with you. A hundred percent. I know you do. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, you, I guess what you're saying is you don't like the, pardon me? You follow me so well. I, well. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, nobody wants to be stuck. You know, it's that's classic. Yeah. You know? Like, nobody wants to be stuck like, oh, you were the, uh, I don't know, the dumb kid in school. Right. Or you were this or you were that. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to be labeled like that. And that's the... Can it I get, is a problem. It is a problem. But uh, hopefully, as people mature and grow and experience life they don't label people uh you know something interesting was pointed out in a podcast that i listened to mm-hmm. that we limit people what people can do by putting labels on other people and not them because like okay in a family dynamic oh you know john is the creative one yeah. And oh, and yeah. Ashley, yeah, and that He's and, the smart one. Yeah. Yeah. He's the artsy one. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. That is a problem. And that's why so many people like have kind of trauma when they go back home for the holidays. Right. Like, they get pulled into that family dynamic. Right. You know, uh yeah, I've never been a big fan of that and I've seen it happen as we all have um you know, so-and-so is this, so-and-so is that. Right. It's like, wow. And as an outsider, you can see exactly what's going on. Right. Yeah. Right. And you're like, wait, I, I don't see it like this at all. Right. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, they're all unique so-and-so individual human beings. Right. And so-and-so is the cute one. Right. You guys just don't get it. Right. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. So, like, within the family dynamic, you know, even when it comes down to, like, Okay, so my grandparents passed on their religion to me. Which was what? Uh, Southern Baptist. Christian. Okay. Christian Southern Baptist. Okay. Uh, fire and brimstone is what I grew up with my whole life. Now, mind you, I'm gay. So that worked out real well, you know? Mm. I mean, I I mean... and It's really not funny. It's really not funny. But it is to no, me. It's... It is now to oh, me. I'm yeah. like, that's hilarious. Mm. Um... Uh, 
because like and i don't know if you listen i think it would be really hard i oh trust me it was like but now i mean okay so i'm a big fan of not letting the past define you if that makes sense to you like yeah because like i'll be honest with you like when i sat in church on sunday mornings um and listened to them talk about like whatever they were talking about because it was all pretty terrible um yeah and can i just say go ahead um i'm sure it was terrible as you know a young oh yeah boy or from my point of view being right gay. right i don't know when you realized you were gay but i think it's probably terrible for everyone because i've heard different people who are not gay and not male talk about you know the the trauma of being in that environment so i mean it is it's not to take not to no, take away with not at all what you're saying not at all to say it's it's pretty terrifying all around right exactly well for me you know i just looked at it as because mind you you know at that point in my life like my spiritual gifts have always been with me so i've not had like a normal experience in life i guess is what you would call it um I've always had mine. Like, it's always been my experience. Like, the way that I see things now. So, knowing, you know, certain things, you know, mm-hmm. from, a, from a spiritual perspective, um, A, I thought they were all crazy, first of all. Um, but B, I thought they're also lost. Like, they're crazy and they're lost. I mean, these, and I I did, I felt absolute pity for them. The entire congregation and the preacher. Because I felt bad for the congregation because they had to listen to the same things I did. And I felt bad for the preacher because he had devoted his whole life to it. Like, there was no, uh, there was no, there was no, like, now I laugh at it because I'm like, you know, that's all part of the plan. But then I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever come in contact with. Now, that's not any criticism to Christianity because it's the same criticism or it's the same thing with uh, Catholicism, Judaism, like none of them, they all have pieces of it, but they don't have the whole thing, you know, and I just kind of looked at it as, well, this is how not to be versus falling in line with it, but You know, at 27, a little sidebar since I'm already on one, don't laugh. Um, At the age of 27, I came out to my family for a second time in my life. Not as, the first time it was because I was gay. The second time was that what I see, what I feel, like the experiences that I've had, the work that I do. Like, and it was interesting because my mom fell right in line with it. She's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. My brother thought I had a brain tumor. My grandma thought I was possessed by demons. Like, it, I got, like, the most wide reaction of what could be, you know. That you had quite the gamut of reaction. Yeah, like, I mean, I had, it came from <laughs> everywhere. One was, one was okay. just totally loving and accepting, and I, I believe you. The second one was, there's something wrong with your brain. And the third one was, something has entered your body. Yeah. You know, and, but it's funny because, like, my grandma, and she's going to kill me if she ever listens to this, which I doubt she does. Um, but she talks to angels, and they talk back to her. 
she, she can't. See, yeah. Another reason why I want her. Yeah, but here, she can't. But she 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 can't see Did them. She see them? No, she oh. can't. So she thinks yeah. that. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that, and she'll. Oh well, it's funny, but it's not. Is that she that that the angels are God speaking to her? You see what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, it's absolutely beautiful because I've seen the angels that are around her. So like, cause, um, my grandpa, Did you tell her that? Oh no, she would, she'd freak out, but my, Why? she, I mean, she's talking to them. Yeah. But she doesn't want to, she does because that would, that would validate some of the things that I've said to her okay. about like spirituality that she's not ready to come to grips with, which is absolutely fine. Everybody grows in their own time. Like she's 78 and she's doing so well, Yeah. but her husband, my grandpa, can see energy. So I get it from not only my grandma, but I get it from my grandpa too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, but it's it's interesting that it's combined in me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have both. I have both of their of their traits, and then I also um, have a great my great grandmother on my dad's side was 50% Lakota Blackfoot Indian. So, like, not only do I have, like, the, you know, the the spiritual gifts from my grandparents on my mom's side, but I also have the Native American history and the shamanism side from my dad's side. So, like, I'm a, I'm a nice little plethora of things. You are. But, again, that's a label. You see what I mean? And in that label, what if I wanted to be more? You know, I, 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 I also help people cross over, you know, who have been here too long. That's not in, well, that's actually technically shamanism, isn't it? I'm proving. I don't think it necessarily shamanism. I don't know what you would label that, but it doesn't matter. Well, that's true. But see, like, and that's something that's been like very with me my whole life. I feel like that's the medium ability, though, in a way. The what? The, the ability to be a medium. Uh-huh. Just in, like, a like yeah, a different way. Yeah, I think you're right. You know what I mean? Because, yes. fun confession, I cannot, like, bring people from the other side back. Well, can anyone? Well, I mean, like, mediums, like, you know, I mean, people who have crossed over you know, come back and talk to mediums and give, you know, loving messages to their deceased loved ones. So how can you be a medium without bringing people back uh, for conversation? Well, I mean, or they like reach across the other side, but see, I, I've not ever been able to do that. Like the only, so you're not a medium. Well, no, like technically. Okay. So I know the word for this, um, but it's a Greek word. Um, because that's the only, that's the closest that we've ever come to it. Um, and the English translation is psychopump, which, um, is somebody who literally helps people who are dead cross over. Like, um, it's attributed to Hermes, um, in the Greek pantheon. He's like the father of psychopumps. Um, and like, we're like the, we're like the boat person. On the river Styx, the ferryman that you have to the give the coins man. to, the that you have to give the coins to. 
Yeah, the fairy man. The, I love that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I am. I I help ferry the dead um, into the afterlife. Do you consider yourself a death doula? In a way, yeah. Like technically, I guess I'm a death worker. Um, I think we need more death workers. I think we do too. I think we need I think them we in need hospices to and hospitals and uh, death doulas. Yeah. 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 Buddhists have their own uh, ceremonies that they do yeah. um, to help people cross over. Yeah. Like, and they pray for them after they die in this life. That's interesting. Yeah, a death doula. That's yeah, you don't know about that? Yeah, I, I know about a little bit. About the bardo? I know a little bit about it, but I don't know a lot mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, um, you should look into that. The bardo. I mean, you could just explain it real quick. I don't know enough about oh, it. Oh, okay. No, that's like fine. I bring these things up and it's no, like, that's fine. Okay. I'm, that's fine. Uh, I could, well, I'll look it up. The Bardo, the Bardo. is sort of, um, sort of like purgatory in a way. Um, and any Buddhists listening, please help us help living help. deeply um, Facebook. Yeah, but they, they sit with them or send us uh, a voice they, message. They will sit with a human after they pass on and, they pray with them, pray for them, and help them cross into, you know, the next realm, whatever that is. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, I'll check into it. But a death doula to me is like being a midwife. Yeah, that's basically. You know, you're bringing, yeah. you know, you're bringing people in, or you're helping people go out. Go out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Can I tell you that I'm actually like confession time? Oh, yeah. I'm actually kind of happy that I can't channel that way. Which way? Like, uh, from from the other side to here. I'm, I'm, Why? I, I, you know, I, because I, I know a few mediums and they don't like their gift. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because, like, um, everybody has a message. Like everybody has a message. And then generally if So you, what's wrong with that? Well, nothing's wrong with that, but I mean, so a couple mediums that I've spoken to and you know, I'm not gonna give out their names because that would be rude. Um, but it interrupts their own lives because they never learn how to control it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, but I don't even like calling people mediums because that's still a label. Like, I like death workers. I'm a death worker. I work with death. Like, and I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I was going to be well, a funeral director. there is director. a need for it. Oh, you were? Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, I think I mentioned him to you previously. Yes. A friend who, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's a medium and worked as a funeral director. Which is amazing, because I could not mm-hmm. even... I, like, He's I mean, an amazing person. That's, a, that's an amazing thing to do, I'll be honest. It brings comfort to people, which everybody needs. Well, what because I'm... Because I think you're communicating that life goes on. Absolutely. And people are always with you, even when they're not physically with you. Right. And right. it's a very deep subject. It is a very deep subject, and it's a very scary subject for people. Like, what do you think is scary about it? Well, okay, so there are so many different paths that people follow in life, 
that tell them what death is or what it's going to be as far as like religions. Do you understand yeah. what I, I mean? There are yeah. something like 236 different religions on our planet currently. Um, and I mean, the newest one, well, no, it's not the newest. It's the just, newest it's one. just the newest that I've heard of. Oh my God. Um, what? uh, the, the Baha'i faith. I don't think that's new. Is I, Okay, so yeah, it's just the one that I've heard of most recently okay. coming through. Okay. Uh, with one of the actors from The Office, uh, he played Dwight. Um, he's a really, uh, I, uh, I mean, it is what it is. He's a really good, or he's a really big proponent of the Baha'i faith. Okay. Um, but, you know, when it comes to religions, you know, I feel like that so much has been... I don't even really know where they get it, to be honest with you. I mean, do you? Like, with all your experience of spirit, do you really know how people, like, have come to... Ooh, there's a helicopter. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Do you, like, have any idea how they've come to the explanations that they've come to? Like, I know that could be a very, like, personal question. I'm sorry if I got too personal with you, but... I'm the last person who knows how they got to where they got. It's just the way you said it. You're like, nope, that's not me. I just don't have, um, I mean, I have studied world religions in okay. university, but um, do I understand it? Do I have a, a good solid background of knowledge? No, no way. So I only have my personal experience and uh, I don't know why people believe what they believe or how they got there. I, I wouldn't even begin to try to explain that. Well, okay. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the spiritual background of your childhood? Uh, well, like, yeah, like what were you, as, what were you raised as far in as, or yeah, how as far, were you raised? As far as religion. I was baptized and went to church as a Lutheran. That's very German. That is very German. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we stopped going. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I never really got a formal education. I see. And as far as religion. And, you know, when I went to church, I was just bored. And, you know, I remember taking a Super Bowl to church and bouncing it and I think we got kicked out a couple times really yeah and you know when we when we moved when I was about seven you know my mom did not find a good church <laughs> what <laughs> just the way you said that you laughed and then <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't find a very welcoming church okay. maybe because of my Super Bowl. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, they called. We just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, lady, get out of there. Get out of there. Uh, yeah, so we just stopped going. Okay. Which I think, it's not uncommon, you know. It's not, you're right. Yeah, so, you know, I got nothing. Oh, no, that's it's like that's I fine. really, I'm like the opposite of you, you know, and I'm the opposite of the the kids who like my brother-in-law. He uh, 
he grew up Catholic and he went to catechism and he said, he, he was just telling me, oh, we hated it. We used to skip, you know, but he still got an education in Catholicism. Yeah, you, know? you did. And he still knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I was like subjected to like Bible school. Uh, um, and like, well, like vacation Bible school is what they called it because we were on summer break. So we were on vacation. I did. I did actually go to a church affiliated summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. But we just, we went on nature walks. We had fun. We slept in cabins. We, we had swimming lessons. You got the nice side of it. I got you. I really did. Yeah. You really did. It was awesome. I loved it. So the, so I'm going to tell you what a Catholic, what a Catholic high school student told me. Okay. Now, this was back when I was a manager at a restaurant um, when I lived in Indiana like 10 years ago. And I can't... Sounds very grave. I can't, I can't um, mention the restaurant because of legal purposes. Like, not a lot of talk yeah. about that. But, no, you don't need to. Right. But uh, she, was, she was in a Catholic high school and mm-hmm. she was all about Jesus, which is amazing. I, I love people who love Jesus as long as they um, live. Same in the way that he lived i'm totally fine with it me too so she told me and i swear this is what they taught her because this is what she said she was taught in one of her um uh biblical theory classes okay Okay. that at the time of armageddon God was going to take all of the souls that had ever lived and had given um, their lives to him and pack them inside of a nuclear bomb and launch it at hell. (laughs) (laughs) Great OG. It's very OG. And it was just so funny to me that like they now had... that sounds like Southern Baptist. No, I know, you know but like, it was Catholic. Uh, you know, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna up. we're just gonna yeah. we're gonna ram this rocket right up Satan's ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah. just and I'm like and th- but this is what I mean. Like I just I can't wrap my head around to where they get this shit. Like I mean, first of all. For anybody who's listening that might have stumbled onto this, and you are a Christian, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, I'm gonna. No. Be, I, there's not. I love Christianity if it's done the way that it's supposed to be done, not the way that the churches and the and the Catholic Church yeah, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the word apocalypse literally translates into a unveiling or a revealing of the truth. Well, again, I've got nothing in the way of religious uh, <laughs> background, but yes. when you say apocalypse, uh-huh. I say now. Yeah, apocalypse so, now. Because <laughs> at Martin any... Martin Sheen and Marlon Brando and... Uh, Martin, I love Martin Sheen. Who doesn't? One of my favorite right? actors hey, of all time. he's a strong Catholic. Yes, he is, but he's the type of Catholic that does it right because yes, I've, he, I've, yeah, I've, he's I've, a devout yeah, Catholic. he is, but I've seen him or heard him speak on Catholicism and his love for God and all of the good things. Really? I mean, Where? He, um, 
the he was on a podcast um, call that I can't mention because of legal reasons. I'll direct message oh, it to okay. you later. I love uh, it. I but I'll look it up. He has been arrested so many times for activism that it's not even yes. funny. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a huge activist, and that's what I mean by living his religion in the right way. Right. Versus the other way that everybody else, the other people do it. You know who is also a strong Catholic? Who? Supposedly. Who? Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Really? And see. Big time. And he, like, he does so much for charity, it's not even funny. Like, it's interesting that the people who live in their religions the right way give more back than they take. Yeah. Uh,. Can't speak on it, obviously, because uh, obviously, you know I don't, I don't know what you, what. Obviously, because you don't know anything about the Christian religion. Well, and I don't really know anything about Mark Wahlberg or Martin Sheen, but. Um, oh, see, I follow a lot of or what's the word philanthropy. Okay. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, I, I follow like all the big players in that in mm-hmm. the United States. Mark Wahlberg. You know, he went to prison. I know. Oh, okay. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm just saying. He went, he really, like, pulled himself from, like, the... Oh, okay. You know... I got you. I got you. I mean, nobody wants to go to prison, no. right? No, they don't. So, look at him now. I mean, true. He is a really good dude. I don't know. I hope he is. I mean, I, okay, so... I, I'm uh, not a huge fan of his movies. I guess that's... I mean, I think he's gorgeous. I got you. I got you. But I kind of get a little tired of his uh, program. Oh. I mean, I don't, watch, I don't watch his movies. I just know what he does for charity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not my fault. I only pay attention to certain things. That's good. Everything else is irrelevant. Okay, so... Getting back to labels. True. Because <laughs> we went way off tangent there. Didn't way we? off tangent. Didn't I we? feel like I need We're to apologize to, to your sister. Yeah. Sorry, Missy. Missy. Who I'm trying to get on the show, so goad her into it right now. Missy, forgive us and just talk to us and keep us on track because I've got ADD and James has a lot of thoughts. And this is what we do, but it's fun. Okay. Okay. So, labels. Labels. So, you've largely felt confined by labels, I guess. Yes. In a way. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I language really is power. But I like the idea of, you know, I mean, would you agree with me that people have their free will to reinvent themselves? In any moment. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Catholic, mm-hmm. let's look at Madonna. You know, for decades, she's been reinventing herself. True. And uh, I think about this anytime there's a change in my life where I'm like, okay, what next? Yeah. Who am I going to be? Yeah. Well, I don't always think about it, but lately I have been. Where am I going now? See, I look at that as like a chrysalis moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's that's nice. Note to self, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a chrysalis 
is the thing that houses a butterfly before it emerges, right after it's turned itself into goo. I think everybody knows that, right? Some people might not. Okay. I just love the whole process of butterflies. You know, which absolutely, yeah. actually, oh, go ahead. Well, it's a great metaphor, you know, because when you look at a, a caterpillar going into the chrysalis, mm-hmm. um, it looks like nothing's going on. And right. yet there's such great change going right. on inside. Right. And then, boom, they come out a butterfly and they're totally transformed. Mm-hmm. Lighter, you know, they're flying. Ethereal. It's a completely new creature. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a beautiful uh, allegory or, I don't know. Analogy. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I butterflies are amazing. Also a sign of spirit. I have butterflies all over my yard. See. Yeah. See. You should take pictures. Okay. Like at night with your flash on. I need to do that. Okay. <gasps> what you don't know is okay. last night took Arthur out for the final potty break. Yeah. And he went berserk, right? Mm-hmm. There was an opossum in, in the backyard. Aww. And he, I know, but he almost caught it, and I'm Aww. so glad he didn't. I'm I glad he didn't either. pulled him in, but I did get a picture of it. I, um, you know, I think I saw that on Facebook. I thought it was a rat. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> you thought it was a rat? I thought it was a rat. Yeah. I thought no. you found a rat the in the poor, tree, and I'm like, oh, God. Poor opossum was like, it wasn't even really a tree. It's more like a bush. <laughs> and that, Mother <laughs> <laughs> Chuckle was like frozen on there like, oh, don't let this Jack Russell get me. It was so funny. I'm like, I wonder how long he sat up there like, shit. I love possums. Do you? I do. Can I tell you? Okay, okay so possums are beautiful. I love nature. I love the like because they're so so ugly. But oh, I find them very I find them very prehistoric. I find them very like I okay, so possums are marsupials? Yes, they are. They're the closest thing to a kangaroo that we have in the United States. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we have possums. No, I like possums because of um the role that they play in nature. Um, they are cleaners. They eat roadkill, they eat smaller things like rodents and field mice, and they're just naturally, like, useful, you know? That's... Well, that's like, um, vultures. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, in Florida, turkey vultures, mm-hmm. and, you know, when I first saw a bunch of them, I was like, oh, that's creepy, but then the more I learned about them, no, they're not creepy, and they are helpers in nature and there's something really beautiful about um any kind of animal or bird who takes roadkill and uses it and transforms it um do you know what i mean i completely know what you mean yeah it's like they know exactly what you're talking about i don't even know how to describe it they're death workers it's not not a creepy thing i mean they (laughs) That's what they are. They're nature's they're not, version. And, and you know what? They're not a bad omen. No, they're not. They're an omen of 
making do mm -hmm. and uh, using what's taking there. Taking what you have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Taking what you have yeah. and working with it. And working with which it. That's right. I think it's really nice. I do too. Yeah. I do too. With that, ladies and gentlemen, on our nature note, we're going to take a break. And right. when we come back, we're going to pick up the conversation in nature, but we're going to be focused on purging. Yay, because I have purging. Because I have a really cool analogy to use <clears throat> when it comes to purging something or <laughs> rising above. But so, for now, we'll take a break. But for now, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Living Deeply can be found on our Facebook page at Living Life Deeply. We look forward to your comments. Like us and share. <laughs> An eagle does not flap its wings to change its elevation. It simply rides on the up and down drafts until it finds the perfect space that it wants to be in and then stays there. Through the least amount of effort, it rises as the highest flying bird in the sky. Purging is the letting go of the things that keep you down. Whether they're physical, emotional, or mental, they are the weights of our lives. Now, Lisa, I can tell you that I love purging things, throwing shit away, except for when it comes to throwing shit away. I don't do that well. Like, I have a hoodie from when I was 16. Oh. You know what I mean? From high school. I have, like, I'll, I'll have, like, a random, like, book of paper, like a spiral-bound uh, paper notebook, and it'll yes. be empty, and I'll have, like, 15 of them. And I'm like, nope, I can't throw any of them away. I might write something in them. I've been purging for uh, months, and it is difficult in some ways, okay. and yet it feels so good when once you bust through. Right, right. So one of my things is books. Okay. Okay. I've got some books that I have not yet read, and I've got cookbooks that maybe I don't use anymore. Okay. And when I sit there and go, okay, I'm going to put together a box for the Goodwill or whatever, I go, oh, okay, so that's making a decision. Like, I'm committing <laughs> that I'm never going to read this book, <laughs> and... I'm not going to cook from this cookbook because obviously I haven't done it in two years. So, you know, the jig is up. The jig is up. Yeah. I got you. I got <laughs> so, you. So, you know, come on, man. Just like give it away. Okay. Right? So can I tell you that I'm almost in the same boat as you? Okay. Yeah. Except for it's books that like, okay, so my library and I call it a library because it fills an entire bookshelf in like a giant tote. Um, like one of the big gray ones. I have a lot of books. It's not my fault. I uh, have tons of books. Okay. 
Okay. Every time I move, I'm like, yeah. this is a good uh, endorsement for a Kindle. Yeah. Right there. Okay. You know? Can I? Okay. So I've st- I have okay. I I, ha- I have a Kindle. Um, right now, I think I'm sitting at 132 books on it. And those are just series that I read. I read a lot. Um, but like, okay, so I own a very vast library of metaphysical, spiritual books that I can't give away. Why? Well, okay, so for instance, there's a book that I have that was written by uh, Pope Leo the Third, I want to say. And it's, you tell me. Well, it's Pope Leo the Third, um, or one of the, one of the Pope Leos. Um, but it's a book on how to summon and bind um, non-human entities. And you don't want to give it away because and I don't want to give it away because I'm afraid that somebody will just read it and try it. I mean, not the wrong hands, just anybody's hands. Because this is what I'll say to you: nobody believes in the spiritual realm. So people will play with Ouija boards, you know, and they'll, you know, you know, get in the bathroom and, you know, stare in the mirror and invite something in like. So maybe you should bury that book. Yeah, no, because it's useful in its ways. Like I've taken some things out of it that I thought were really cool. Like all of the names that uh, like it has an entire section in it um, where it's all the names that were called uh or that jesus was called by other than jesus or that uh mary was called by other than mary like and you know that sounds interesting it is very interesting because like um so one of the names for jesus is the way the truth and the light but it's also the shepherd the gate the key um the i'm just trying to pull them out of my memory i apologize um, it's okay. What about Mary? The Blessed Door, Mother, okay. um, the Dawn, um, the Beginning is also one of her other names. The Most Exalted One is also another one of her names. Really? Um, like, and it's interesting to me because all of the names that I've given you, both for Jesus and for Mary, uh, other than their names, the ones that I can remember, um, are all of the ways that the old gods were described. So, what old gods? Well, like um, uh, Egyptian religion. Um, Horus was maybe, also called the Blessed Key. Maybe um, we all have many names. You well, know, T.S. Eliot wrote about cats and how cats have multiple names. The one you give them and... Um, you know, earlier we were talking about our secret names. Yeah, our secret. <laughs> in our inner circle. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So everybody has. Everybody their, has multiple names. Yeah. It was yeah. just interesting, but I can't give that book away to somebody. You know what I mean? And I don't want to throw it away. You yeah. know. And maybe maybe you'll find the right person to give it to. I would re- I would really hope not. I mean, only. We hope not. Yeah, I really hope not. I like, hope so. No, I'll keep it. It's fine. Right like when I die, I'll make sure that my nieces and nephews know what to do with my stuff. Okay. Like it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I also, you know, I just I have a lot of books, and a lot of them are like, 
what's the word, research and, Mm -hmm. you know, like notes on other things. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not ready to part with them. That information is interesting to me. Okay, so where do we draw the line when we're purging? I mean, if I think I'll... You know what I mean? So my, mine is if I think I might wear it or if I think I might use it even though I haven't used it or worn it in like a year. Like okay. I'm I'm not so good at purging things. Um but I'm really good at purging energies and I feel like that that's a balance in some way. You know, <laughs> within my own being like I don't know. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses. Confession. 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 Bless me. For I've sinned. <laughs> I have a confession. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Beyonce's music. So, I recently discovered this German band that I like. <laughs> like, I, my taste in music is like so very eclectic. Like, I like some pop and I like some rock and I really like, um, like things that are in, uh, like everything but hip hop. Everything apparently. but hip hop. Yeah, I'm not a big hip hop fan. Like I know all the words to all the hip hop songs because I hear them all the time. But if I had my choice, I'd listen to like somebody like Satnam Kar or. I don't even know who that is. Oh, Satnam Kar, you have to. You know who Lee is. Like, um, she's Lee's favorite person. Okay. Or, like, musician. Well, I'm okay. not going to say that. Lee, if you're listening, you can say whatever your favorite band is. But <laughs> Lee, turned, <James> Taylor. <clears throat> Lee turned me on to Satnam Kar, and she sometimes sings in, um, and I think I'm going to get it wrong, but I think <laughs> it's the language of the Sikhs. Oh, probably. Okay. So, right. um... And I hope I said that right to anyone who's listening. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just not informed. So, uh, but Satnam Kar, she's amazing. She sings like, um, there's this beautiful sh- song that she sings that's called um, Kabir's Song. And it's just so pretty. So, like, when I want to, like, mellow out and calm down and just chill, like, mm-hmm. I listen to Satnam Kar. I'm like, here we go. Otherwise, you know, I'm listening to a... German rock band, or, you know... What does this have to do with Beyoncé? Because it's the... Uh, I'm sorry, were, was the subject limited to strictly Beyoncé? No, but oh. I had my confession that I'm not a big fan. And then I so, started telling you what I didn't like, and you didn't interrupt me. So, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll tell you uh, what I find comforting is okay. a Charlie Brown Christmas. Aww. When I... <laughs> When I was planning for the birth of my first son, I had all these CDs. Are you there? Yes. Of Uh course. Yes, I am. I'm listening to you. Oh, you went out. Um, Okay. When I was planning for the uh, birth of my first son, I had all these plans, right? And uh, music. And I had a stack of CDs. And (laughs) all I could tolerate when I was in labor was a Charlie Brown Christmas. Like and just it went the on a continuous just, loop. Oh wow. Oh wow. 
it was like I really needed comfort, and that brought me comfort. <laughs> I mean, I, if it worked for you, I'm happy for it you. Did. You know well, what I mean? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you were in labor. Yeah. Yeah. No ACDC was to be had. So you didn't have an epidural? Uh, no, I didn't. I I tried to go natural. That's and... a terrible thing to do. <laughs> Tell me about it. That was extremely painful for me. And uh, 27 hours later, uh, I got... Good uh, God. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I got a spinal and a, an emergency C-section. And I was like, oh, gosh. What was I thinking? What were you just, thinking? It just didn't work. And I remember the anesthesiologist said to me, oh, I love drugs. And I looked up at her and I said... I do too. I think I do too. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, I'm not so good at purging things. I'm not either. Well, like I don't even like to get rid of clothes. The here's the thing. It's like you you pick up something mm -hmm. and it's got a memory. Yep. And an energy. Mm-hmm. And it means something to you. I mean, there's this whole, you know, uh, process, Marie Kondo, like, you know, the simplifying your life. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but I find it difficult, Yeah. you know, to, you know, you look at something and, you know, okay, yeah, I haven't used this for two years or whatever. You're supposed to like shuttle it. Mm -hmm. And yet, what it what is it that holds us back from shuttling it? So it's the idea that okay, no, if I go let ahead, this go yeah. pardon me? Go ahead. Well, it's like if I let this go, that means that when I first got it, any intention I had fail. <laughs> right? <laughs> is that funny? That is funny. <laughs> Why does that be funny? Just because, like, you're supposed to be able to laugh at your failures, so I'm looking at all, as soon as you said that, like, all the ones just kind of started, like, kaleidoscoping through my head, and I'm like, yep. I like it, yeah, no, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, uh, I'm never going to read this book, I'm probably not going to cook from this cookbook, and uh, I'm probably never going to wear this dress. Yeah. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. So why don't we get rid of it? Or um, things that once were a part of us right. are no longer. Yeah. You know, once were a part of our label. Yeah. So, okay, so shoes. You know, I've got shoes from when I was working in a more corporate environment. And, you know, I'm not wearing them. So why not get rid of them? Because well, they're nice shoes. No. But I gotta go. I'm not wearing them. I mean, what? Don't. I mean, do what you want. I can't. I. I. I, I can't say you can't anything. Keep everything. I can't say anything. No. I mean, we can try. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, um, you can't keep everything. I know. I know. There's no point, and it really bogs us down. So and I think it bogs us down energetically. That's the whole. Uh, concept of this conversation of purging is that when you're surrounded by stuff from the past it bogs you down for, right? any, for anyone who knows me I'm having this conversation in my car like anybody who knows me on a personal level 
sorry, Lisa, I'm going to just talk directly to the audience. Just okay. think about what she just said, and I'm in my car. Okay, so my other thing to say about that... What does that mean? So, my car is just full of shit. <laughs> it's just got everything in it. I've got... Um, You're not alone. I mean, like, just full of, of shit. A lot of like, shit in their car. Oh, man, when I sold my car... Yeah? You're not going to believe this. I had, like... I had stuff in there. Oh, my God, it was embarrassing. I had, in the glove box, titles from 2012. Yep. You know, insurance uh, yep. cards from 2012 or mm -hmm. whatever. And I had, uh, I had a Rubbermaid filled with baby clothes of mine that I'd gotten from a storage unit. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, at some I, point, it just, like, checked uh, out. I have a car. I have you a know? <laughs> And it's like, what the fuck? It was embarrassing. I have a crock pot in my trunk. Can I have it? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, no, it, it just got yeah. to be ridiculous. And so what I started doing was I put together these boxes for the children. You know, this is yours. This is your artwork. This is something that is meaningful to you. And I put together, you know, four boxes. And you think these guys want them? No. No. They're like, and that's cool. a good point. Yeah, that is a good thing. That is <laughs> they a good don't thing. want them. They don't want them. Yeah, it's like and whatever. What, so, yeah. So, when we die, we talked about this about like cleaning our houses. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like when I die, if someone comes in and says, this bitch didn't dust. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or this dude's <laughs> dishes kind of are the, here for like two it's weeks. It's kind of the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with, with stuff. It's like we keep it because it, it's meaningful to us, but yeah. then who wants it yeah. in the next generation? Yeah. Mm, nobody. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Can we talk about this? I mean, go. I've got the ashes of two dogs. Oh, right. We talked about this. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, not in a, not this. not in an episode. We just talked about it. Go ahead. Okay, so I've got the ashes from two of my beloved dogs, mm -hmm. and my Labrador Lucky. I was intending to release him into the water because he loved to swim. Right. But now there's red tide. Right. Red tide. It seems gross, right? Mm-hmm. And I finally got to the point emotionally where I was like, okay, I'm ready to release the dog's ashes. And then this happened and I'm like, oh shit, now what? Um, I always was waiting for uh, a home base. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I thought, you know, well, once I get a home that I am settled into, I'll release those ashes. Well, and then I realized that may never happen. Right. I may be ashes before that <laughs> happens. Yeah. I mean, really. No, that's so awesome. I was like, what do I do with them? And I read this lengthy article on um, people who get cremated and what people do with their ashes. And it's quite common for people to get cremains, as they call them. Mm -hmm. And then they put them somewhere and they, they don't do anything with them. Right. They're just and in a, they're just in, they're on a in shelf the urn. Somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine if you're on an urn in an urn 
on a mantle or whatever. But a lot of these, you know, cremains are in a box in a garage or a storage facility, which is ne never anyone's intention. No. So, um, yeah, so this is a huge purge idea for me. You know, letting go of something that you really love and doing it in the right way. You know, right. it's not good to just throw stuff away. Right. You know, put it in the trash, you know, randomly. So, yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? I would welcome. Well, see, okay. I come from like a different mindset, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like... This is going to sound weird, but, like, when my cat dies, I'm going to put him in a cornfield. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Like, yeah, it does. And because it, I want to, like... to uh, me that you've got an idea of where that cornfield is. Yeah, I know I'm exactly sure where it is. I know is. where it is. Yeah, I know exactly where and, it is. And, and so you've got a plan. Yeah. And you've got a place. Yeah. And my problem is I don't have a place. I you mean, know, because I never, I never committed to Florida. You know, I don't feel like it's my home. Okay. Um, I don't feel Ooh, like... Ooh, where I do got, you feel like home is? Uh, great question. Okay. Um, Fair. You know, there, that's part of the problem. Fair. Yeah. So, um, I literally took both dogs' ashes up to my sister and brother-in-law's because they're always stable right and settled and right. they've got a home and i said you know can I bring these up and we'll you know put them in the backyard or whatever because you know at least this is a place where i know there's love right and there's stability right does that make sense to yeah you? absolutely yeah absolutely and so we haven't done it yet they're in my bedroom up at my sister's and brother-in-law's um and I'm not quite convinced that that's the right choice. But I can't think of anything better. I mean, okay. I guess. Does it sound I mean, silly to you? no, not at all. Like, okay, so this is the thing. Like, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people struggle with this, in a way, because like Apparently. you just said, like you just said, <laughs> yeah, they end up in a box. Yeah. You know what on I mean? On, on, on a, a shelf. shelf. Yeah. Or in the garage. Like, yeah. so, you know. Which, personally? Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on a shelf. I wouldn't either. Yeah. And, well, see, I have a really cool plan for my own body. So, like, it's, and I'm only 33 and I have this planned out already. Like, everybody knows. Like, I'm okay. going, I'm going underneath a willow tree. Where? In um, a green cemetery. I don't know where yet, but that's the okay. plan. I don't care how far they have to ship my body. Like, I'm going. My... I'm going under it. Or an. It's not a willow tree. It's an ash tree, because okay. the roots form a coffin. Really. You. And then it, the tree uses you as fertilizer. To grow. My former veterinarian. Uh, he was with me through, you know, through several years yeah. and he had a beloved German shepherd and he had his, the dog's ashes. And he said that when he went 
he wanted to he, he made arrangements to be thrown onto some pod in the gulf like a coral reef would form from them and he was going to be with his dog's remains Aww. and he did die uh sadly and so he's out there somewhere in the gulf that's really cool yeah so you can do that you can be planted like a tree um Selby Gardens here, the Botanical Gardens, yeah. has a program where you can give them the uh, ashes or cremains, uh, and they will distribute them on the property. And they don't tell you where they're going to put them, but you know, there's it's it's not like okay, I'm, we're going to put them under this particular banyan tree, right? You know, right? Um, but they they get rid of them or whatever, and. Uh, you know they're always there, so that's kind of a nice plan. I mean, you could just do that yourself. You could. I mean, well, actually, it's not legal. I don't care. I know, but it's not. I mean, okay. I'm disclaimer: I would do it myself. Like I'm a human being. There's no such thing as a, as a border, or a. No, no, I'm a human being. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Laws are meant to stop people from killing each other, not from sprinkling the remains of something that's been cremated in a specific place. Yeah. Somebody wanted to put their dog's remains in my in my yard. I'd be like, sure, go ahead. Come visit it whenever you want to. Say yeah, but it is it, it is illegal. That's interesting. I don't I don't even think you can bury a cat or dog in your backyard. Really? Yeah, because my vet used to say, you know, if you want to just like put them in the backyard. Oh, I, I, and I was like, uh, what? If I yeah. have, if I have my cat put allowed. down and they try to tell me that I can't take his full body with me, they're going to have a lot of bloody faces when I leave. Either well, in it's hand. Illegal. It's illegal to bury it in your backyard. No, I'm, I don't care about that. What's the county sheriff going to do? You know, I'm going to, well, yeah. I'm going to take him out to a cornfield and bury him out there. So, <laughs> uh, shovel and all. Mm-hmm. Like put a big black rock on top of him and piece of quartz and drive past him all the time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I'm really good with purging that kind of stuff. Easy. Let's do it. I got you. <laughs> you asked me to get rid of a T-shirt that I bought six months ago that I haven't worn <laughs> once, and I'll, I'll or your hoodie. yeah, or my hoodie, and I'll look at you and be like, uh, "We can't be friends anymore." Like I'm, just, I can't, I can't have that kind of negativity in my life. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like my cat, like okay, so one time he got sick. Um, he had a bladder infection. I found out at the end, but he peed blood, so I thought he was dying. Yeah. So I send. I'm on my way to work when I found out. So I'm sending. I send my mom to the vet with two hundred and fifty dollars in cash, and I tell her I'm like, okay, if it costs more. Cover it up to five hundred, and I'll pay you back. If it costs more than five hundred, take the two fifty I gave you and put him down, and go to Cat Depot and get another cat. Get uh, another cat. Yeah, because there had Why to. Why did you say that? Because because if he was like terminal, I wasn't gonna keep him alive, like for over five hundred dollars. Like. Well, why were? But, but I wanted because I because I wanted something to hug or to cuddle with. When I got home that night, I had to have a cat. I didn't care. Wow. Okay. I didn't. I didn't care if it was the original. 
I felt like my ex-husband. I only cared that there was a cat for me to snuggle up to when I went to bed. Like, I'll, I loved the second cat as much as I loved the first cat. Like, and both will be special, but I need a cat. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, it doesn't make me heartless. It just, I'm good with transitions like that. You know? It's, <laughs> it's fine. And, yeah. Oh. Now, now, like, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if I knew he was going to die, I'd have to get another cat because I couldn't come home to an empty house. Like, that wouldn't, or, like... Yeah, that's not, no, not after having him, because you, you get used to it, you know. You get used yeah. to it. My brother's of dogs. Course. My brother's dog stayed with me for a while um, when he first moved to Florida. Him and his dog, and when they moved out the first night, they left while I was at work, um, and I came home that night and she wasn't there at the door to greet me, and. It it was like, I felt like I lost somebody, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. We're going to have to, we're going to have to make sure that we have very specific boundaries. Don't come home to an empty house after you've had an animal for so long. Wow. It's bad idea. We're going to take a little break. So where are you going to put your dogs? <laughs> I'm going to... Oh. You know the answer to this. I mean... I... Yeah, but... Needling me. I am. Okay. All right. So, so where where, well, where would you put your dogs if you could? Let's ask that question. If you could put your dogs okay, anywhere. Okay, or okay. Do you have, like, an idea <laughs> about it? Okay. So... I had always dreamed about having like five acres somewhere up in New England and I could just picture it and that I would put their remains there. And I mean, I had a vision where I had like a pea gravel and a pergola and an outdoor area to eat and cook and, um, you know, the, the dogs would be released on that property. But I don't have that property, and I don't see it in the foreseeable future, you know. So that's why I was going to release them at my sister's, because I don't have what I consider a home. So, okay. Oh, it's so sad. This is the thing. Like It's just like... I feel like a loser. I mean, I feel like you already have your answer. To be honest with you. I mean, okay, so... So hang on to them? Well, until I get until, you know, a home? Yeah, like, and yeah, even... but I could, I, could, I could drop dead tomorrow. You could, that's true. Somebody's gonna have two boxes of dogs. <laughs> 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 and they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna go, what the fuck? So, or... And she didn't dust. Or, okay, you turn to your angels and say, okay, so where's this house and how do I get to it? I love that. Yeah. I mean... And you're the second person who said that to me today. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you're focused on the small issue that's already been solved. (laughs) You what got, do you mean? Well, you already know where to put the dogs. You've already been shown where the dogs are supposed to be. So now you have to get to that space. 
Do you see what I mean? And mm-hmm. can I tell you the best way to get there? Please. Touching on our grateful conversation? Yeah. Thank you so much for the space that I'm going to be able to share with my dogs. My home. Yeah. Well, even the space, because home is a label. Oh. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Okay. Home is a label. (laughs) And your... But home is a feeling. But home is a feeling. Exactly. Home is a feeling. Right. So project the feeling with the word space. All right. I'll do that experiment. Because you want to create that that mm-hmm. that home feeling I do. in that I have, space. I, I long to have a home. You see what I mean? But yeah. also, you know, wanting it bad enough doesn't actually mean that you'll get it. It's not about the wanting. It's about the thanking and the trust issue that brings us everything. Well, you're welcome. You know, okay, I've had more than three clients tell me uh, on separate occasions that sitting with me for an hour is like, um, is like $600 worth of therapy. Yeah, at least. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, thank you for the compliment, but that's not the way I see it. I just help you to find your own solutions. I just point them out to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... So, focus on the feeling. Yeah, purge of... purge the thought of where to put the dogs. Okay. Okay. And right. when you're focusing and talking to your to your angels and to your spirit guides and to your spirit family cuz they're all there. You hear me? I do. You when and if you use the word home, make sure that that feeling is behind it. It's all and then the trick is, all right, so this is my favorite thing. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It's like ordering a pizza on the roof of a building. You sound like Esther Hicks. Okay. Shut Who's? No, I mean, that's a compliment. Oh, okay, good. Um, it's like ordering a pizza on the top of a building. Okay. Why the top of a building? Because that's where you are. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And then you order the pizza and tell them that you're on the roof, and then you go back down into your apartment. I believe I heard this from Mr. Hicks, actually. The pizza is going to be delivered to the roof. Nobody's going to be there. They don't know where your apartment is. The vibration, and this is an analogy to vibration, the feelings that you are in when you're asking for it have to be the feelings that you live in after you've asked for it. Okay. Does that make sense to you? I'm I'm really trying to get there. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like just be grateful that just it's already happening. Stay there. Yeah. And stay then there stay it, there yeah. with it. Exactly. Because you're not mm. focusing on monetary uh, on like pathways that you want it to come from. You're right. asking what path do I have to walk that gets me there? Do you see the difference? Yeah, I do. Like, it's a, I won't use that word. It's a challenging concept. <laughs> challenging. It's challenging. It is cha- It is challenging. However, it's doable. Everybody, everybody can do it. Anybody who's listening, focus on your intention, ask for it, be thankful for it, stay in it, and wait for it, and do the work that's required behind it, and you'll get there. What's the work required behind it? 
Well, the path that gets laid out before you. You know, we talked in earlier episodes about fighting what life is trying to take away from you. Yeah. You know, sometimes something has to be uh, something has to be removed in order to walk down the path that it was blocking. That's true. Okay. Like it's not it's not personal. You asked for it. Like it's your to your thought process that you're doing. So do it. Okay. I mean, not just you specifically, but like any of us, like myself, yeah, do it. myself included, just do it. Like stay present in the moment. You know, people, you know, who watch the clock, that's my least favorite thing on the planet. You know, you watch the clock to see what time it is. Like constantly just checking time. What's the point? It's going to be the same time that it was the last time you looked at it just a few seconds later or a few minutes later. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Let it, let it go. Like Let it go. You, you are, Let it go. You are where you are until you're not. Mm-hmm. That is true. You know? And, and it's uh, very Buddhist. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it is very Buddhist. Hey, all the good stuff, like a lot of the good stuff for me comes from Buddhism, you know? And you're, you're right. I agree with you. Let it go. Um, and... That's part of purging as well. It really is. Let it go. Okay, I've got a book, The Corrections by Jonathan Franzen. It's supposed to be great. I've got friends who are like, you've got to read this book. I've okay. had it on my shelf, though, for a long time. And okay. I haven't re- I've tried it, tried it. Can't get into it. It's not for you. I need to let it go. Yes, you do. And stop beating Sorry, yourself up. Jonathan Franzen. Sorry, and don't beat yourself up that you weren't able to get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no point in that. Right, so maybe tomorrow I'll drop it off at the Goodwill and somebody will pick it up and it'll change their life or something. Have you ever been into a minimalist house? Like a the house of a person uh, who is a, mem- a minimalist? No, but... I have to say I love hotels for that reason. They are the most spacious homes I've ever been in because there's like a chair uh, or two chairs or like yeah. a, or like a couch or like, yeah. you know, a table yeah. with a lamp on it. You know, like none of the trappings of what we normally have like throughout our entire home, you know, it's just, yeah. it's interesting to me. I'm like, because I look at it and it, it it like evokes this piece of me that's like, oh, I want this. And then yeah. ask me to throw a crystal away and I'll look at you and be like, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that's just, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. it's just who I am. Like, I, that's all I've got. Like, I just, it's who I've always been. Like, I, I can't change it, you know, but I'm working on it. Like I'm I'll, working on it. I, 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 I let a lot of things go when I left Florida the first time, um, because it was like a, a love seat, you know. And I'm like, it's fine. It's a love seat. You know what I mean? A love seat. Yeah, oh. I, I could like a love seat, like a couch, small Literally. couch, little couch. Yeah. Um, I haven't had the, heard that word in a while. What do you call it? No, it is a love. Yeah, seat. it's a love seat. Yeah. 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 I like them. 
but it was a love seat that I paid $30 for and used for three years. I feel like it got its my worth out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure it did. Like, it was, yeah. I mean, it was just a couch. It's cool. But, you know, I left that. And I'm like, bye. I almost left my cat. He, what? Yeah, he um, disappeared like two hours before we were leaving and we couldn't find him. Um, he uh, didn't like the fact that we had packed everything up and put it in boxes and then moved it out of the house. So he <laughs> hid in the recliner that we hadn't put in the back of the truck yet. We had to cut open the back of it just to get him out. He was that far up inside of it because he didn't want to leave. Yeah, my former brother-in-law, he he moved and quote-unquote lost his cat. No. And put all of his stuff in storage. And mm. his girlfriend went to grab something from storage 30 days later. Yeah. And heard this. Aww. And there was the cat. The cat had hidden in the box springs of his mattress. Aww. And was still alive. Unbelievably. After 30 days. 30 days in the hole, man. Um, yeah. And the cat survived and everything was great. But, yeah, there was the cat. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that poor kitty. I know. I feel so bad for it. I just want to go. I want to go hug it now. Right? How does, how does something survive for 30, 30 days? days with no food and no water? Right. A miracle like what that's crazy yeah so interesting we need your sister here we've gotten way off track yeah we were talking well no we've stayed on purging pretty well actually okay. purging All thoughts right. purging ideas yeah Ooh, here's a good one purging negative thought patterns and negative behaviors you know? Okay, that's a habit. Yeah. That's a discipline. Yeah. That's a discipline. Yeah. Remember I told you about uh, the book my sister had, You Can't Afford a Negative Thought. Right. So that's training your mind. Right. That's, yeah. That's conscious awareness. Very difficult to do, very. but very, very... That's uh, challenging. It's challenging. Challenging. There's yeah. that word. There's um, that word. Can't stand being around negative people. Yeah, people who are they completely They get into that negative. loop. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like you would say, stop. Stop. I, stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah, stop yeah, doing stop that. Doing that. <laughs> if you keep complaining about it, it's um, never going to get better. I don't want to hear it right. anymore. Right. And it's never going to get better. Like, if. Yeah, you're focused on. That's right. The negative end. Mm hmm. Giving it the, the wrong energy. The it's wrong taxing. energy. Did you know that anger only naturally stays occurring for about 35 seconds? Anything after that is you. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, like anything after 35 seconds in anger is um, is you feeding it. It's very example. It, um, okay, so like somebody cuts you off in traffic. You're going to be better. Well, okay, I won't speak for you. But I'm going to be thinking about it for about five minutes, to be honest with you. Like, that's the way that my mind works. So I do not have road rage. Oh, see, I do. And I I have to consciously tell myself they didn't even see you. 
Like, it wasn't personal. Maybe they're having a bad day. You didn't die. Everything's fine. Like, this is yeah. what I, this is what I go through when I'm driving. But I do it because otherwise I'm going to use my vehicle as a weapon. And I'm going to hit you from behind. That's dangerous. Like, that's that's where, like, I go, I go from zero to a hundred very quickly with anger. So I've learned very interesting techniques on how to keep it down. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in a past life I was a berserker. In, like, an army. <clears throat> oh, man. And it's, like, still traveling with me. Like, those memories and that, and that, and that persona is still very close. Interesting. I've had a couple, well, pa- I've had a few past life regressions talking about purging and letting go of the past energies that we carry. Okay, getting back to road rage. Oh, okay, um, yeah. We have cross, crossing guards here, excuse me. Yeah, um, I love crossing guards. I love them. I do too. Yeah, and... There's one here who she literally stands on the corner and waves to people. And I I think it's a beautiful thing. That's like um, a sense of community. The, pardon me? That's like a sense of community right there. Yeah. 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 I always wave to her and beat my horn and say, hey. Um, there's one who is so hardcore. You know, she she's out there like a, a soldier. Mm-hmm. And um, keeping them babies safe. Exactly. Yeah. I stopped at a light and I said, you know, thank you for because I know nothing's going to happen on her watch if she can help it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are other people who find her annoying. Right. Or or inconvenient. Yeah. Because she is so harsh. (coughs) Um, Sorry. And I find that interesting. So I ran across a thing today it was um an article talking about how we we love the service but demean the worker so that mcflurry that you get at 3 a.m you know yeah um for mcdonald's and then people look down at people who work at mcdonald's like they don't deserve 15 dollars an hour in minimum wage i think i saw this on your facebook yeah um you see that yeah yeah and by article, I meant, like, meme. But it's the same thing these days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's true, though. Like, people ask you what you do for a living so that they can gauge how much respect you have. I've seen that. Label. Label. Yeah. Yeah. Label. Yeah. So do you know what I tell people when they ask me what I do for a living? Tell me. I tell them I'm an ordained minister. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> because people don't know how to treat clergy you know like yeah it's like it's like that 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 different space you know well you know it, it's true uh i had a career as a writer and uh when i would go to dinner parties i noticed that if i someone would say you know what do you do and if i said i was a writer people would be like oh you know mm-hmm eyes and ears open right and then when i took a hiatus to raise the boys and if i said i was a stay-at-home mom they would be like next yeah like that's you know like an... oh you're so boring yeah that's enough yeah. <laughs> goodbye yeah. you tell, told me everything i needed to know about them yeah you know? absolutely but it absolutely. was sort of you know uh degrading mm-hmm. you know 
based on the labels that they, you know, put upon me. Well, that's like, it's a form of oligarchy in a way. It's a pecking order. It is. It's yeah. exactly like the more yeah. the more prestigious you are, the more the more uh, clout you have. Yep. You know, yeah. versus you know, like my favorite thing is like the most like spot on prophets are never in office. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like the yeah. the people who could like really change the world. Like, how do they get into office in this climate, or into any office in most climates? You know what I mean? Like they have, mm-hmm. like it's it's interesting to me the the, like how Gandhi wasn't made the president of India. I do not understand. You know what I mean? Like it's those types of people that I feel like that we should have, you know, working for us, in a way. But that's that's just me. Sorry, I tangented for a moment. It's okay. But, yeah. Purging. Okay, so last thoughts on purging. Um, I'll bring up, you know, as the seasons change, you know, we start to purge our own lives at the same time as the leaves start changing. Especially up here in the north. I can't speak for Florida. Um, <laughs> subtle changes. Yeah, subtle changes. You know, they, you know, they turn slightly less green. Yeah. Uh, but up here we're starting to see uh, browns and oranges and reds and the leaves are starting to come off and it's like that transition time and it's like the it's very interesting to feel the earth shift you know only on the surface but still I mean it's a it's a huge dramatic movement so like I, I I feel like I'm going to start doing what the earth is doing and start living by the seasons, you know. Uh, in what way? Well, like purging in the fall, um, renewing in the spring, um, starting to uh, like work on new projects um, right after spring ends and uh, working on them through the summer in, and then finishing them by the fall, you know, and then doing the same cycle over again. Like, I feel like that that has merit in some way. Like, I feel like that we're we're linked to the circadian rhythms of the earth. Definitely. You know, and yeah. we're affected by uh, daylight or day-night exposure. Yeah. And, you know, m- many different other, you know, phenomena that science, you know, has explained to us, but in a in a rigid way. But no one's really ever explained to us in, like, a flowing spiritual way, if that makes sense to you. Except for maybe the pagans, you know, who lived by the seasons. Hmm. But yeah, I think I'm going to start doing that. I'll let you know next year. Okay, so tune in next year at this time (laughs) as well. And listen to us for the rest of this year and the beginning of next and we'll see how this process works for me. Okay. Mm, I like it. We'll call it Purge Updates. And it won't be like the USA um, TV show or the movies, I promise. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 
They went a little too far with that. That's like the Handmaid's right. Tale. That shit just creeps me out. Right. I can't. Oh God, I'm I like, know. oh, I'm like, yeah, I, it's so interesting to watch. I know. You know what I mean? I but, watching, but yeah, parts I of me like when, ah. Uh, and I felt so horrible. Yes. It. Yes, it makes you and feel then, dirty. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I couldn't get like the whatever the latest season, uh-huh. and so one of the gals I worked with, um, Bella, I said, just give me the lowdown. Yeah, tell me what happened. Like, yeah. tell me everything. Yeah. She's like, are you sure? And I said, yes. And she gave me the, uh, you know, like, you know, yeah. in the course of like an hour, she told me everything that happened, and I was like, thank you. Thank I mean, you. I just, I don't, I haven't, me. I haven't seen the second season yet. Well, yeah. Um, have you ever seen The Man in the High Castle? No, I've heard oh, of it. Oh, it's about Nazis winning World War oh, II. Gosh. And they colonize America and California is owned by Japan. Uh, really? Yeah, like, and it's, inter- it's, it's creepy as shit, like, it, it, cause it's like, and, but it's so interesting because it's how history may have turned out, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, yeah. Cause I yeah. mean, like, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it, all possibilities exist. That's good, uh, yeah. technically that's good sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like something that could possibly like alternate history, just a yep. di- just a, a divergent event, and then what let's if? and let's see where it goes. Yeah, what if? Yeah. Oh, I loved playing what if games. That was like I said, <laughs> what if we didn't have our names and our religions and our nationalities given to us at birth? Yeah. Well. That's an interesting what, what if. if. Yeah. Where do you think you would be? You know, I can't say because I cannot fathom a world in which that people don't look at you and say, where were you born? Hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. But so I, when people ask you, where, where were you born? How do you feel? What do you say? What do you... I you mean, know? I... What, what's that all about? Technically, I, I ascribe to like, the, to like the social norms. Like I was born in Indiana. Or I'm fr- mm-hmm. or I'm from Indiana, okay. you know. But if if you took does that it, make you feel a certain way? Well, no, but in a okay. So in a way, yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah. we're we are we are moving towards an age where we will be moving into space very quickly. Oh God! Like it's I'm got, not going. Uh, well, I might. Well, I, I'm and maybe not us. Maybe Send me an email. Listen, maybe when we're like in our seventies or eighties. I'm not going. Um, okay. they'll come out with it, but I wouldn't know. I I might go to the moon actually for a minute. I, I'm and not going vis- And visit. Like I could go visit the moon. That would be interesting. But I better okay. have. But I. But I'm gonna make sure that I have seen everything I wanted to see on Earth. But I want to see the Earth from space before I die. I feel like. Like. <laughs> I have no desire. So every astronaut that has come back, um, yeah. they, because uh, um, Will Smith did this show on National Geographic, and it was about, it's about like nature, but the people who were talking in at the end, through every episode were astronauts who had been in space, and they all have a very common thing that they say <laughs> when they come yeah. back is that once you're up there borders don't exist anymore 
like when you when you see the like how borders small, don't exist. They don't exist so, to them anymore. Yeah. Well, no, but like they do in a very conscious way. Like we create borders. But yeah. but when those astronauts get up there and they see how thin the atmosphere is from the surface. Like because most people think that we have like you know that there's miles and miles and miles, but when uh, when one of those astronauts was talking about how thin that blue layer is around our planet that it really makes you um think about how precious every piece of life on that planet is yeah and i think that we should make it a prerequisite that future to go into space to, that everyone has to see the planet from from a distance that allows them to see it in its entirety the entire globe to show them where they come from like that bet midler song from a distance. Well, I mean, think about it. If you were instilled no, with I'm like ser- a, I'm serious. yeah, like if you're instilled with like a, a a majesty for the life that we are blessed with here, you know, I mean, yeah. fuck, yeah. I, w- I, I, w- I was affected by it, and I was just listening to the dude talk about it. You know what I? I mean, that's how I was like, like by the time that he was done talking about it, I was like, I. I'm going to cry, first of all, because like, that's the be- most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And second, I mean, I sign feel like me up. I mean, I have always thought. Like, sign me up. I mean, but to have it, but... Sign everybody up. Sign everybody up. Make sure everybody sees it, because then maybe we'll have maybe less violence on the planet. I mean, A little more understanding. That's my thought. That's yeah. where I come from. Yeah. So, Like... Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I wish, that... I wish it weren't such a novel concept. My name is James, and I was born from my mother. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be yeah. so much easier? Yeah. Right, and I was born in Anderson, Indiana. It's a lot simpler just to say, my name's James, and I came from my mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I describe people to other people, I'm like, it's Lisa. Like, yeah. I have nothing else to say. Like, the, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to. That encompasses everything that you are. You're Lisa. You, you know what I mean? Just like, I'm yeah. James. Like, I, yeah. I always used to get, like, how do I want to put this where it doesn't sound so mean? I always used to get, like, irked out when people would refer to me as, um, this is James and he's gay. You know what I mean? Like, it was that separate like little addition that everybody just had to know like even my brother to this day when he like meets new people he works in that he has a gay brother into the conversation almost immediately like as like and but he does it I feel like as a badge of honor but I feel like other do it other people do it so that they know not to say something that might offend me while I'm in front of them you know and that really rubs me the wrong way yeah like it really it really does like you know you mean you know like or you mean gay james you know what i mean like like i don't like that and and, like that's the difference between you and me when like because labels affect me yeah you know what i mean you're right you're right in a way that they that they don't always affect affect you right right. you know what i mean like yeah I do. And so, you know what? I'm sorry I didn't No, it's fine. No, earlier. you're fine. Like it's not it's not but like listen. That would, 
now now i'm like whatever like it it doesn't well, bug me now you, are, you know but when when i was younger i really didn't like that um and now i just look at it as you know that's just because i don't like labeling people for you know specific things in their life you know when i talk about somebody who's a drug addict i'm going to talk about their the fault of being a drug addict but also the beauty that is inside of them because like when I look at somebody who's addicted to like a hard drug like heroin or meth or or cocaine or you know I don't know any harder drugs PCP is that still a thing in the world I'm not sure I don't know I see I don't either I just know the big four because that's what they talk about on cops so (laughs) um People that are addicted to those drugs, they still have light inside of them. They still have purpose. They still have meaning. They still have common decency and they deserve it. You know, it's, they have one thing that most of society will hold against them for the rest of their life. And that's not fair because that's not all that they are. Just like this is not all that we are, you know, I just... It irks me as well. That's my rant for tonight. Don't, don't single somebody out or down to just a single thing. Like, there, we are so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And yeah. we are way more than we give other people credit for. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So purge that. Yeah, purge that. Pour shit right out and get in some happiness and love and understanding and peace. Because that's what the world needs. (laughs) I'm not afraid. I'll be the first one to tell you, hey, don't bring your shit over here. Oh, do you know what? What? A a friend of mine, she... um... (laughs) She walks around and she's very free. And... She like has, she doesn't like, wear a bra or she says what she thinks. Uh sometimes she doesn't wear a bra. I like, she's got I like her already. Go ahead. Yeah, she's um she's got a shaved head like Amber Rose and she's just very um very smart, but because she walks around people think she's homeless, I guess because of her lack of hair. I don't know. Okay. And because she's downtown. And she's actually um, well off. Okay. And she lives in a beautiful place, and she's very giving. And um, it's interesting to me how people label her, you know, and they make these assumptions, like, and they'll they'll say, you know, do you have a place to stay? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's like, I live in a condo. No, she never oh. says, but, you know, I always laugh because it's like, uh, yeah, her place is doper than you can imagine, you know? That's cool, though. Yeah. Because she lives humbly. She lives simple. She, oh, my God. She's very humble. She says that, you know, stay humble, be humble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you said that. Life's not about you. Right. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, you're co-creating with about 7 billion other people, and they all think that life's about them, and it generally kicks them in the ass. Yeah. Like, life is about remembering things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
hey. Uh, what? Catching, catching up with the uh, karma. Oh yeah. Session we had. Yeah. Remember, uh, just to recap, my friend had broken up with this guy. She never really wanted a relationship with him, and he said to watch her back. And he got hit by a car. Six hours behind. later. Yeah. Well, um, she kind of, kind of got dragged into some drama with him in the hospital, and she pulled herself out of it. And then she was uh, on her way home, and she saw a dead rat. And she said, "You know what a dead rat symbolizes, don't you?" And I said, "Well, I have my ideas, but I want to hear what you say." And she said, "It means that someone or something." treacherous in your life has been taken out really yeah that's interesting yeah okay four hours after she had uh extracted herself from the drama wow you know okay so she's got some stuff man <coughs> she's got some she's serious. got some mojo like right i can't I even like that's I know. Interesting. I love it. Like, she's got some, yeah, she's got some yeah. awesome guardian angels or something looking out for she her. She does, and I swear to God, every time she um, goes for a walk, yeah. she finds feathers. Feather, really? feather, 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 feather. And she's like, oh, look, another feather. Oh, look, another feather. That is awesome. Yeah, she's definitely so got cute. some angels working. Does she ever... Well, no, I won't. I what? won't inquire. I'm like, do you know if no, she ever like? Do you know if she ever like talks to them or is she like? Oh, she's very. Um, is she like? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. She's, yeah. Okay. She's very uh, spiritual and prayerful. Okay. And if that's a word. That's a I word. It's a word now. Webster's very, Webster's put Instagram very, in the in the in the dictionary. Prayerful's yeah, a word. Yeah, she's very grateful, and um, very connected and very grounded. She sounds like a beautiful human being. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. I would like to meet her when I come visit you. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be that very would be interesting. Great. Yeah. You know, case in point, I do have a week's vacation coming up. Okay. Um, from. But wait, I thought you were going home. Oh no, that's this is after this is like towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, and so I may come see you. I would love week. it. I mean, I'd stay somewhere else, obviously, because I'm not going to intrude upon you. But. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> We've had an interesting discussion tonight. We would love to hear what you have to say on um, said things. So when, or if you have the inclination to message us on Facebook or comment on the podcast posts there or on Anchor or leave us voice messages on Anchor FM, if you download the app, you can listen to us directly as we post our episodes. Otherwise, you may have a slight delay between the newer ones. So, with that, check out our Facebook page, Living Deeply. I'm James. And I'm Lisa. And we'll see you soon.
Bye. We would love to hear from you. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, really. My comment. Don't be shy. Like, if you have a if you have a topic that you want to hear, yeah, we will talk about it. And huh. if you want to keep us on track, you can with also James's sister. Yeah, you can join us. Feel free. Yeah, we won't tell you no. <laughs> we won't tell you no. <laughs> have a great evening, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Living Deeply can be found on our Facebook page at Living Life Deeply. We look forward to your comments. Like us and share. Thank you for listening to Living Deeply. Hope to see you next time. If you would like to join our conversation, download the Anchor app and leave us voice messages, questions, or calls for clarification, and we will air them. Thank you.